Welcome to the Family Photography Marketing Podcast, where we dive into the world of marketing and help you take your business to the next level. I'm your host, Fiona, a marketing expert with 10 years of experience in the family photography industry. And in each episode of this podcast, I'll be sharing my insights and strategies for successful marketing to help you navigate the ever-changing landscape of digital and traditional marketing techniques. So whether you're just starting out or looking to fine-tune your marketing approach, this podcast has something for you. So join me and let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Family Photography Marketing Podcast. So last week, I don't know how many people you heard it, but I accidentally uploaded the just raw audio unedited and had a misspelling in the typo. I mean, in the title. So This week, I'm trying to be a little bit more professional and actually upload the correct episode. So hopefully that is what you hear. That's what I get for trying to continue this podcast through the summer with my millions of other things going on. So this episode is about a kind of marketing experiment that I started for the subscribers on my Instagram, which is called Mini Marketing School. And basically, I really wanted to help them see what it feels like to be searching for a photographer and what roadblocks they would run into and what kind of broke trust with different photographers that they may have initially been interested in. So the challenge was to go to, I I found this website that's basically a random US city generator. So you just push the button and it gives you a random city. And the challenge was to pretend that you were on the consumer side of the transaction, go to that city and start searching for a family photographer. So of course, being the non-chill human that I am, when I started this experiment, I really went pretty deep with it. So basically, I'm just going to share with you what I learned from that. So I'm not going to say the town that I got because I don't want anyone to feel like I'm talking about their particular business, should they be listening. But basically, this was a very small town that was about 200 miles from a pretty large town on the East Coast in an area that I knew nothing about. So I I wanted to search from three different starting points. The first was Google, the second was Pinterest, and the third was Instagram. So I'm going to talk about my experience with all of those. So Google, of course, is tricky because the first results that come up are paid ads. And as a sidebar, I think it's really important to note that the nature of how humans search for things is changing, especially in the younger generation. So depending on who your target audience encompasses age-wise, you really need to be aware that not everyone is starting their search on Google And as time moves forward, I feel like fewer and fewer people are going to be utilizing Google. I heard a stat and I should have looked it up before I started recording, but basically Gen Z is using TikTok at a much higher rate than Google to search for things. And you may say like I do, like, well, that doesn't affect me because my clients are not Gen Z. Well, eventually your clients will be Gen Z. If you stay in this business long enough, if you're photographing families, those Gen Z teenagers and young adults will become parents. So I just think it's really important to always be examining how you find things 
and while also knowing that that's not necessarily how everyone else is finding things. So that's just a random side note. So I started with Google. I did my town that I got on my random city generator, family photographer, how to get through the annoying um, sponsored things at the top, which were often had nothing even really to do with family photography. I feel like the first two were wedding photographers, which was really annoying as in terms of how it is to be on the search end anyway. So on the front, I I went just utilize the first page because that is, I'm trying to mirror what me as an average consumer would do. I'm probably not going to go beyond the first page. If I go to the second page, maybe. So on the first page, basically what you have there are established photographers who have done their work on SEO and they're just, you can tell that they're just holding on to those spots out of the top five that were there. Two of them didn't even seem to be in business anymore. They hadn't blogged in like two years. Their Instagrams were quiet. There was no presence. Their, their Facebook pages, when I looked into them were also quiet. So it's, that happens in my big town too, where some of the top search results are almost like grandfathered in from years of SEO work, but they're not even the most active client seeking photographer. And that is true for me because the last time I checked, I was on page one for Google for my search terms, but I'm pretty booked out. So it's kind of an interesting thing where the photographers that are welcoming new clients and actively searching for new clients may not appear on Google. On that first page, when I finally found out of the five, there was one that had my style I was looking for. So as this experiment went, what I'm looking for is internally, what am I drawn to? So like if I'm going to this town on vacation and I want family photos, what am I looking for? And I narrowed it down to three things that really drew me in or turned me off on the initial inspiration brand pull is what I think about it. Like you're pulling someone in with an image. The first was edit. It was, there was a lot of weird editing for me. I, my style is very specific and I know that I'm going to be more specific as a photographer and much more picky as is. Um, but if I'm just, and, and there's an edit for everyone, right? This isn't a judgment. This is just an, something to keep in mind about how, if someone's searching for you, what they'll first, first notice. So the editing I was drawn into out of these five, there was one person who kind of had the tones that I would even want on my walls, if that makes sense. So when I immersed myself further into her brand, she, then the next thing I looked for was connection amongst, like, how is she posing, right? And a c- client is not going to be thinking in those terms, but she's going to say like, is there a reflection here of the type of image that I want of my own family? And I definitely felt like this one photographer who had the editing that stood out to me, her posing was very, everyone looking at the camera, we're all went, this is a town that has a coastal access area. And that seemed to be where most of the photographers were shooting. And it was very much felt like everyone on the beach looking at the camera kind of more stiff. And I found other photographers who had a more natural posing style, but I didn't like their editing style. So this is so interesting in terms of how the human mind connects to our art, right? Because yes, I'm going to be the hardest customer in the world for another photographer. Cause I know I can see how you edit your greens. Whereas like a regular consumer is not going to notice those things. 
So I decided, okay, well, maybe this could be a thing where I could communicate with this photographer and say, even though I hate when people do this, I could say, you know, I love your editing style, but we're actually looking for a very like emotive, snuggly type shots. And, and it's so hard because already my trust is lowered, right? Because I'm trying, I'm now that person being like, Hey, knocking on your door with a request you probably don't want because you, as uh, from her side, she wants to attract the person who likes her edit, likes her posing, likes everything about the images. And there's definitely people out there who do. She's found them. She's doing well. She's shooting a lot. Um, so, I mean, that would be my option. So already from just Google, because I'm searching with words, I'm feeling like I'm not finding what I want, right? So I could have not that I'm going to hire this person, but if that would have been my next step, maybe I would have written to them and said, Hey, love your edits, not your posing. Could you help us? And then I'm like that annoying client that everyone hates. So then I switched over and this is a common way that I'll look for photographers on Google, which is to switch to image view, switch to the image tab. Very similar to how I would, why I love finding photographers on Pinterest is what I'll talk about next. So then going through that, I was able to find another photographer who's image was ranking much higher than her website. And so I went into her work and lovely work, loved everything she did. She also was extremely quiet. So I feel like my initial email to her would be, Hey, I'm not sure if you're still in business because then I went to her Instagram. She hadn't posted. I think she'd posted in January of this year and nothing more, which there's nothing to say that you have to, that you have to be consistently posting. But again, if we're going at this from a consumer standpoint that if she had had one level, one bit of activity, then I would have been like, oh, I don't have that bit of trust that initially was broken. Like, okay, I like her edits. I like how she shoots, but is she even still in business? That would have been gone if she would have just had something current. It was quiet on all fronts, right? So that was my experience with Google. I didn't actually get what I wanted from the main page Google search, but when I went to the image side, I was able to find somebody that I would, the, my first initial question would be like, hey, are you taking sessions right now? She didn't have online booking. She had a contact form. That is such a turnoff to me. And I know that that is also consumer specific on my end. I just, I just love when a brand is so complete that I could immerse myself into the website like it's a storefront, walk around, look at everything they have to offer, know that this is what I want without speaking to that person and potentially book them. To me, that is a seamless booking process. Um, It's what I offer. So I know it works and uh, I'm frustrated when I can't find it on the consumer end. So now let's switch over to Pinterest. So this, like I said, is a smaller town that is about 200 or 100 miles from a big town. So I'm assuming that that small town photographer gets a lot of her business, all of these photographers in this small town, from people searching for the big town. But again, 100 miles is a big difference. And if I'm vacationing in the small town, I'm probably going to want to stay in the small town. And let me tell you how confusing it was to figure out where anyone was. Hardly anyone had any location information on their websites. Holy shite. It was so frustrating. So I would get to someone's website and then I'd be like, do they even work in this area? They would reference like the entire state, 
which I understand, but as someone who was trying to actually book for a town, it was very difficult to figure out where people were located. There was one lady who really had it down. She was on that top page of search results back on Google. I did not like her edits and her style was not my style at all. So I never would have reached out to her, but she had the best website by far and it was very educational. It was extremely consistent and she had online booking and a fact thing on her website. So any question I had could be answered. She said, these are the areas that I work. Here's examples of those areas. It was like Christmas morning compared to the other websites in terms of what I could get from the consumer side. Okay, so let's swap all the, I'm doing this, I'm doing this with no outline, so it's gonna get a little, a little weebly here. So let's go back to Pinterest. So starting there, again, using that small town search, there was only one photographer that came up for a family photographer for that town, and it was the same person that I found on the image side of Google, which tells me that this person has probably put in more effort on social media than SEO, which is just fine. Pinterest actually has really powerful SEO and you can even have a Pinterest board show up on the Google side for your search terms. That happened to me with Seattle family photographer once. I had my Pinterest board show up on page one. So just so you know, their little triangle of powerful search, Pinterest is right in the corner there. So if I'm looking on Pinterest, what I love about that is that it's just the images because That's what I want. I can make such quick judgments and so can many of our clients about what types of images they're drawn to. And for all the family photographers in the world, there's going to be someone who's drawn more to their work over other people's work. So again, this person, this one photographer in this town was the only one utilizing Pinterest. Everyone else was wedding photographers because I do feel like For whatever reason, wedding photographers have figured out Pinterest and we haven't. So had when I changed the search to the bigger town that's nearby 100 and 150, I I can't remember how far away it was, I got more results, but still the vast majority of the search results for family photographer for that even bigger town where wedding photographers showing up. So for me, that's I love finding photographers on Pinterest because it's so image centric. And I can just say, that's the image I like. And hopefully it connects to a website, which many times it does. And then I'm into the brand and then my trust either continues going up or I get onto the website and I see that the initial image that drew me into the brand is nothing like what this person actually produces and then trust is broken. So that's the next thing we're going to talk about, which is my, was my number one frustration in this process was the lack of consistency because people would have an image that seemed to show up a ton and probably because it was the top of the top of their imagery that they produced. So it got more attention and thus it was more visible. But then when I followed the line of that image to try to find the brand behind it, when I got to the brand, I found that that image was more of a one-off than a consistent body of work. And that was the biggest trust breaker for me every time. So when we go to Instagram now, same thing, many people just like the websites do not have their freaking location in their Instagram profile. If you do not have your location in your Instagram profile, go put it in there because from the consumer side, it was so frustrating to not be able to figure out where these people actually work. And of course I knew nothing about this area. I don't even, I've never been to this state. I don't know anything about 
my random state that I had chosen. But by the end, I was like a master of these places. Like I'm like, well, do you work in this tiny little cove? And do you work in this bay? And what about this? And I was like an angry searcher of this town I'll never go to just feeling just so much frustration about finding someone, getting excited about them, figuring out that their body of work was actually consistent, which was so rare, and then not being able to figure out if they're actually in the area that I'm in. None of these should be problems. That was my bottom line understanding of it is like, you should be clearly the photographer of this place. That should be very clear to anyone coming into your brand. So the location is huge and it's missing for a lot of people. So if I happen to find a rare person who had a consistent portfolio, instead of a completely completely inconsistent Instagram experience where I would be drawn into an image from the search. So I'd search that town family photographer in the top of Instagram, go in, find an image, go to the page and be like, oh my gosh, okay, this is not at all nothing that they've posted looks anything like that thing that I kind of fell in love with. That's what I'm talking about when I say trust is broken. I'm not going to try to dig and dig and dig like a damn archaeologist to try to get to find more images like the one that I liked. I'm just going to write the brand off, right? And this is not to say that like there's tons of rules here. But the rules are pretty simple. Like if I fall in love with an image of yours, it's very, very exciting and very uplifting to me as a potential client. If the more I immerse myself into your brand, the more I find images like the one I fell in love with. And then you get even more bonus points if I can actually figure out where you photograph on planet earth and even more bonus points if your website is super helpful. And then you get like a gold star of amazingness if I can somehow book online or it's not you're not asking me to write an essay about my family before I can find out more about what you do. So again, like I've said in many past episodes, we make booking so overcomplicated and I get that for a lot of people, they're not comfortable with people booking unless they talk to them, but I do just want you to explore that because on my end, I just did my fall openings. And so I booked a ton of sessions in one day, right? Because I had did a little build up to it and then I released the dates and then they were just snapped up. So my email is going da, 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 with tons of bookings. I don't know. I haven't talked to majority of those people. I've never talked to them. What about that process makes those people not ideal? There's nothing there that says those people aren't ideal. And as I photograph them, as time moves on and I meet them as a session, I connect, I see that they know me, they know where I work, they have immersed themselves in my brand, they've probably been following along for a while. There's no, there's no red flag having not spoken to them before, having not sent 10 emails back and forth saying, personally answering all these questions they might have because I have it so covered on my site there they got it like they saw the brand they fell in love with the images the images are super consistent they know what I do they know where I work they know me from my brand so there's no reason to gatekeep them out of booking a session just because I haven't spoken to them personally so I just want you to examine that so In this little town that maybe one day I'll have to visit and like stomp around like a tour guide because now I know all the little beaches and all the little places 
and I'll have a town meeting of all the photographers and tell them all that they need to put their damn location on their Instagram. But I now feel like what is so frustrating is so fixable. That was my takeaway from this, that I could have written an email, not that I would be this person, but I could write an email and be like, hey, I loved your portfolio. It was so beautiful, but you're super silent and I can't figure out if you're in business anymore. Or to another one say, hey, I love what you have here, but I don't know where you're located. You vaguely mentioned this entire state. Do you photograph here? Do you tip your toe into the state line every couple months? Like, where are you located? And just from one email, I feel like people could have made a handful of changes that would have made the client experience, aka my experience, so much better. So when we think about the client experience as a road from initial discovery, falling in love with one of your images. So like, let's take my brand, for example, the images that get the most attention from my brand are my mountain images, right? Well, someone comes in, they see a mountain image, they go to my portfolio. They see that even if not all my work is mountain imagery, my work is very consistent. They go to my linky thing on my Instagram and it tells them exactly where to find out more. If they go to my website, there's a button at the very top that says, do you want photos on a mountain? And if you click it, it goes to an information page about my mountain sessions. And then if I'm booked, I'm booked. There's nothing I can do. I can't open up more availability, but that will be clear because there'll be no dates more to book. And often the most common email that I get is, hey, I went to your website. I tried to book. You didn't have any available dates. That can't possibly be because I think from probably past experiences that instead it's just a photographer who hasn't kept their availability up. So then I'll say, oh yes, well, my mountain sessions are booked, but allow me to add you to the wait list if any openings pop open. And also just so you know, my mountain sessions actually open on Black Friday. So make a note in your phone if you want to snag one for next year. And I would say that that is how I have grown my Black Friday sale. So Someone may come into my brand and not get exactly what they want, but the trust wasn't broken because A, my portfolio was extremely inconsistent, B, they had no idea where the hell I was located on the planet Earth, or C, I just wasn't able to have a functional website that even helped them learn anything more about me and they just gave up and went away, aka I asked them to write in a very comp. Like the thing is, is that people don't want to waste their time filling out a form if they don't even know if you're accepting clients, like this was actually a light bulb moment for me that there actually needs to be more visibility about availability. Like people should be having something on their website or wherever it is that you want people to contact you. That is a real time update of what you're actually booking, what you have available. If you are doing the contact form scenario. So if you're asking people to write you, it should say, ideally at the top. Thank you so much for finding me right now. I'm booking da, 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 in real time so that someone could say, okay, she's actually booking these types of sessions. And here's how I get in contact with her about them, or here's when they're happening. And it's this confidence boost of knowing that you're actually in business and you're actually accepting clients. So at the end of this experiment, I did find a photographer. She doesn't know that I I never reached out to her or anything, but she was the only one where I was like, okay, she doesn't have online booking, but I would 
if I was coming into town, she's the one that I would write and say I'd fill out her long ass form and hope then I'd submit it and I'd sit back and hope she got back to me. And is that a great client experience? Not really. If she had said, thank you so much for contacting me. Um, here's exactly what's booking right now. I'll get back with you. That would be much more comforting if I had gotten like maybe an automated email like that, that had actually been kept up with availability or her contact form had said exactly what she was booking for at that time and how I could learn more about those sessions. Those types of helpful interactions are like unicorn experiences from what I did this experiment. And it was very eye-opening. And I think it's a really, really good experiment for everyone to do. And maybe you will luck out and the town that you pick will have your dream photographer and they'll be super easy to book and super consistent. And you'll be like, what the heck was Fiona even talking about? But from my experience, that's not how it was. So it's just really important to think about it from the client side and really try to immerse yourself in your own brand. And think like if someone became inspired by one of my images and they wanted to know more about me, do they know where I'm located? Do they know what I'm currently booking? Do I have a page on my website that answers the most commonly asked questions? Does a client who comes into the brand feel supported, educated, and inspired? Like these, these things, just doing these things will raise you up a above even the people who are on very, very page one of Google. Because even if you're on page one of Google, but your process and your brand is not trustworthy, you will lose clients. So that's not the indicator of new client success. The indicator of new client success is that from inspiration and finding you all the way through booking, trust stays high. There's no point in which the client falters or feels frustrated or feels like, oh my gosh, I, I, I guess I'll just take a chance on this person. And all of these things that are these pitfalls are so, so easy to fix. So that's the, the bottom line of what I think is important is that these issues are big from the client side and easy, easy, easy to fix on the photographer side. So I hope this little ranty rant was helpful and that you will take some time this week or next just exploring your brand from a client perspective. And if you want to dive deeper, then you can also do the challenge of finding some random town in somewhere USA and seeing what it is like to try to book a family photographer. Okay, I'll see you guys next week. Mm -hmm.